Well, good morning and welcome to White Oak. My name is Kevin. I'm the campus pastor here. And, you know, we have a team that puts those together. And I just feel like that there's such a big build up and then I walk out. So, uh, you know, it's just Kevin. But uh, we are really excited. We, we are in week two of a series called Made for More. And uh, we're just excited about what this series has the potential to do in the life of our church. And last week we talked about the idea that Jesus is more. One of the concepts that we talked about last week was found in Ephesians chapter 1. It's this idea that Jesus fills everything in every way. So to recap or to catch you up, um, what we're doing, this new series of Ephesians, this new series made for more, and the idea it comes from the book of Ephesians. Uh, and the idea is that most of us are just kind of going through the motions. We feel stuck, like life just has got to be made for more than this. And so how do we tap into, how do we really live the life that God intended for us to live? God has more in store for us than just simply surviving. We were truly made for more. And we're using this series to help us discover just what our more looks like. And so we laid the foundation last week, reflecting on the idea that Jesus is more than we can fathom. That, that Jesus in our relationships, that Jesus in our schools, that Jesus everywhere is more than really we can, we can comprehend. We have a tendency to, to just minimize Jesus. This idea that maybe Jesus is a, a figurine that is small enough for us to put in our pocket and when we really need him, we can pull him out. But Jesus is so much more than that. And he wants to be so much more than that in our lives. We're using Paul's letter, Ephesians, as a basis for this series. And this is a letter of encouragement to the church. It was written for the purpose to be passed around and shared so that churches, like ours, when they would read it, would be encouraged to understand Paul's words and the mission that Paul was laying out for the church. So in chapter 1, we discovered that God set Jesus over all things. That the presence of Jesus is to fill everything in every way. Jesus is to fill every crack and crevice of society. That we want to saturate the world with Jesus. So how do we do that? How do we help take the hope of Jesus, the love of Jesus, into all spaces of our life? Well, today we jump into Ephesians chapter 2 to find part of the answer. And so if you've got a Bible, I would love for you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Maybe you want to pull that up on a Bible app. There are Bibles in front of you. If you need a Bible, um, we would encourage you to get one from the hub. We've got them available for you. Um, but we want to encourage you to be reading through the book of Ephesians as we kind of go through this series together. And today we want to jump in and, and read from Ephesians chapter 2. And I just want to start by reading Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 for you. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. That's how Paul begins this chapter, as a reminder that we were dead. 
This is a familiar reminder. If you were with us in the fall, we went through the book of Romans, and as we were walking through that, there was places where Paul would continue to remind us that because of sin, we are dead. And because of the wages of sin, that's the punishment. Now, he doesn't leave us there. Uh, there's, there's, there's hope around the corner, but it's this reminder. And it kind of levels the playing field that says, you know, without the hope of Jesus, and because of the sin that's in our life, we're dead. And let me tell you, we've got this mission that we're supposed to be accomplishing, taking Jesus to fill everything in every way. Can't take the love of Jesus to a broken world if we're dead. But there's good news. And we use that term a lot. Sometimes we refer to it as the gospel. Gospel literally means good news. But if you received news that you were about to die, or in this case, already dead, let me tell you, any news that changes that is good news. And so we receive this good news in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. And so we want to jump ahead there. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And that, that is good news. Imagine, and I, and I apologize if this analogy hits too close to home for some, but it's the only thing that we can really wrap our minds around to help us relate to this. Imagine if you go to the doctor, and at this doctor visit, you get the worst news. That you only have a little while to live. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. It's paralyzing. You now find yourself hopeless. Maybe you've been there with a loved one when they've received this gut-wrenching news. What do you do? What's your next step? Does it even matter? Then... A few days later, a call comes in. Good news. Tests have come back clear. You're going to be okay. You're going to live. And I understand this isn't the perfect scenario. Maybe you can imagine a better one. But let me ask you. You're on the brink of death. Little to no hope. And then out of nowhere, you are given the news that you are going to be okay kind of difference would that make in your life? Let me ask you, what what do the next few days for you look like? What kind of new purpose do you live with? I've heard things like, man, I would never take a single moment for granted. And does the sun shine just a little bit brighter this next few days? Is the grass just a little bit greener? Do you hug your kids just a little bit tighter? What do those moments look like when you realize that you were dead, but now you're alive again? That's the transformation that Jesus makes in our lives. We were dead, and we are made alive. So many times we think about what we are saved from. Saved from death. But let me tell you, we aren't just saved from something. We are saved for something. 
And that new lease on life, that transformation from dead to alive, is for a purpose. You have been saved that you might do something. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, continue on as Paul continues to express this idea to us. He says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. He says, Not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There's a few things that jump off as we kind of look at that. This idea we are saved by grace and not from works. So that we can't boast. Nothing that we can do about it. Right? And then verse 10. I want to pull it up in the New Living Translation for you. I love the way this reads. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. I love that. You're God's masterpiece. Created to do the good things that God planned for us to do long ago. Zach, our worship leader, pointed out to me as we were kind of going through this. He says, I love the idea that our identity, the masterpiece, comes before the thing that we're called to do. We're not a masterpiece because we do something. We're a masterpiece to begin with. God created us that way. And the thing that we do isn't the thing that saves us. No, we were saved by grace. Not from our own. We didn't do anything to earn it. And so the things that we do, these good things that he planned for us long ago, they are a response to what God has done in our lives. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But let's focus on this word masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Yes, saved from death, but not just saved from something, saved for something. Saved to do the good things that God had for us long ago. You are made to be more. Just let that sink in for a second. That you are a masterpiece. I know it's tough. It is hard for some of us to imagine that we are any kind of masterpiece. I want you to turn to somebody next to you and tell them, say, you are a masterpiece. We, we kind of giggle. For some of us, it's hard to hear. Some of us do not truly believe it. We look in the mirror... And we don't believe that there's anything beautiful about who we are. I I like to make stuff. I've made a few pieces of furniture in our house, a kitchen table and and a console table for our living room. And there's just something about creating something. Could be artwork or music or a poem or a story you've written could be a quilt that you've made or some woodwork you've done. Maybe you built your own home. I don't know. But when we make something, when we create something, there's an attachment. Now, nothing I create is perfect, but let me tell you that there's a sense of pride. I mean, there are moments where I just like to sit back and admire 
something that I have made. Right? And nobody else. People can appreciate it. Some people will come, oh, that's nice, that's cool, I like that. But no one sees it the way the person who created it sees it. Do you understand that you are created by a God who loves you? That you were put together. And I think that sometimes we just have to be reminded. Some of us don't see ourselves as masterpieces. All we see is the flaws. All we see are the mistakes. Augustine has a quote and it goes like this. It says, People travel to wonder at the heights of the mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long course of the rivers, at the vast compass of the ocean, at the circular motion of the stars. And, yes, they, and yet they pass by themselves without wondering. You are a masterpiece created by God to be more. Look, we, we travel around the world to see God's creation. Grand Canyon, Rocky Mountains, the beauty of the ocean. We want to soak it in and see it. And we be like, oh, look at what God created. But we don't feel that way when we look in the mirror. We pass by his greatest creation. And we don't see the wonder in it. But God created you. And he did it with a purpose. He did it for something. You were called to do these good things. Man, I love this idea. I don't, I don't know. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. That, that long ago before you were ever created. That God had in mind these good things that you and I would do. These things that you would do on purpose. These things that he would create you in order that you could do them. He had them in mind. And he sent his son to bring you back to life so that you might be able to accomplish these things. It's a mind-blowing thing. It is a, it's a crazy thing to think about. And so today, we want to help you find your more. We understand that the idea that you were created to fulfill this God-sized purpose can be intimidating and scary. There's all kinds of questions that go through your mind. What if I miss my purpose? What if I'm doing the wrong stuff? How do I know if I've really found what God's got in store for me? Right? There's all these questions. There's all this fear. But we believe here at White Oak that you have a masterpiece mission. Right? We believe that you have a masterpiece mission. That you were created to do something that maybe only you can do. And we want to help you discover what it is. And so last week we referenced this idea that we have an assessment that we want to make available for you. And so today I want to tell you just a little bit more about that. This is the sales pitch on why we believe you should take this assessment. And let me tell you that it is for everyone right? It's free. It's for everyone. We want everyone to take it, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been serving, no matter what you feel like. You're, you feel like you already know your gifts. You feel like you're not gifted. It doesn't matter. We want to partner with you, and we want to help you. We want to be a place that helps equip you 
And we want everyone to take this assessment because we feel like that there's value in it. And so the way you access the assessment is just simply by going to thewcc.com. We've tried to make it really simple. It'll be one of the first things that you see. You can also access it through the app, but just going to the website is one of the easiest ways. There's a fancy QR code on this thing. Evidently, you can point your smartphone on it with a QR reader, and it'll take you straight to the assessment. Um, good luck with that, okay? So, but, uh, but going to the website is one of the simplest ways, all right? And uh, the way that you can take the assessment, if we go to the next slide... Um, you can take it by using a laptop, you can take it by using a tablet, or you can take it by using your mobile device. And uh, let me tell you, we've kind of been experimenting with this. You can take it on any of these three. The easiest way to take it is on a laptop because you can see everything right there in front of you. If you use your smartphone to take it, just know that you kind of have to scroll around on the screen a little bit to find all the buttons that forward you to the next thing, all right? It's, uh, it's pretty intuitive, but it's not perfect. But uh, the, e- the best experience is if you do it on a laptop. Um, but, uh, but again, you, you can take it on any of them uh, depending on your, uh, your ability to adapt. So it's there, and, uh, and, and, and that's how you access it. You access it on our website, and you do that. Now, as you're preparing to take it, here's some things that you need to know about it. All right. First thing is that you need to set aside 20 to 30 minutes of time to do this. All right. That's probably about how much time it took me to take it. But you want to make sure that you have set aside enough time that you can take it and that you're not rushed and that you put thought and energy and effort into it because the more you pay attention, the more you kind of lean into it, the better your results are going to be. All right. At the end of the assessment, they're still part of the assessment, but towards the end, you're going to come across some reflection questions, right? They're going to help you with your influencing style that you'll get results back, and, uh, and they're listed under your passions and your results there for you, and they're for us, all right? So here's what happens. You, when you take the assessment, you get the results back. But one of the beauties of this system that we're using is that we also get the results back. And this isn't some kind of big brother thing where we want to know everything about you. But what it does is it allows us to partner with you to help make sure that you are serving in the best areas that are designed for you. Because we want the best for you. Some of you might be, and it'll just be a a pat on the back. Hey, you are in the right area and you're doing the right things and good for you. Some of you might find, or maybe you already know, but I'm just, I'm just serving in a place and I'm taking up room there, but, but it's really not what I was made to do. There's something more, and we want to help you discover that. Some of you, you got no idea. You know what I mean? You have no idea what you feel like you were created to do, and so by partnering with you and by us seeing the results and you having the results, we can have a conversation that'll help you find the right space here inside of White Oak or outside of our doors, that, that you might be able to do what it is that God created you to do. Right? If, for some reason, you're taking it and you have to stop, you can come back to it. When, when you go to take the assessment, it's going to ask you to create a username and a login, like almost anything that we use these days does. Uh, write those down. Um, we encourage you to do that so that you have them. But you can go to giftpassionstory.com 
and start where you left off. All right, it'll save your progress, and uh, and you can go and do that again. If you've got questions about any of this or some of this, you know, you can obviously just snap a picture of that. But there's information at the hub if you need it for kind of these next steps. All right. Fourth thing you need to know is that there's no purchase necessary. You'll get an email from the company that we're using to take the assessment through um, that will advertise a book that you can use to help you understand the assessment better. If you want to do that, you can. It's not something that we're going to utilize here at White Oak, and so uh, we actually have a few copies laying around. If you want to borrow one, you can talk to one of us, and uh, we might be able to get you a copy to, to just to hold on to for a couple of days. But don't feel an obligation to do that. It's just part of what they do. All right? Some of the next steps. So you take the assessment, and I'll just let you know, we were talking about those reflection questions. You, we don't get the results of your assessment until you complete 100% of the assessment. All right? So reflection questions and all. Once you are 100% done, I think there's a bar across the top of your screen that'll go 100% in all green. And when that happens, then we get the results. You get the results. And uh, what also happens is that it'll trigger an email that'll come from us. Right? And in that email, it'll walk you through some of your next steps. One of your next steps could be to sign up to talk with a made-for-more coach. This would be somebody that would meet with you one-on-one to help you understand the results of your assessment and help talk to you about are you in the right place or how do you find the right place and just somebody to pray with you about your results and help you understand them and help you take your next step. Another option is to attend a made-for-more debriefing session. What that is would be a gathering of 10 to 12 people who all took the assessment with a coach in there. And we just do some group sharing about everybody's results and how taking the test, uh, the assessment was, and then um, what the results are and, and how we take our next steps. And we do that in a group format. All right. I feel like that either of these first two are going to be groundbreaking for us. If you take the assessment and you get the results back and you meet with somebody one-on-one about your next steps or you meet in a group about your next steps, and this could change the life of our church. I, I truly believe that. If we can get people tapped into the thing that they were created to do and we can help equip and empower them to go out and do the things that they were created to do, I believe that that's going to have life-changing impact on White Oak Christian Church and the tri-state area. And so, I, you know, we can't overstate enough just how important it is if you really want to maximize this to do one of these things. All right. Third option is to look for opportunities to use your gifts and passions. You took the assessment, you understand what it says, and so you can look through. We will have a list of different things that you can sign up and, and, and get involved in. Number four, I'm I'm ready, let's go, right? Put me in, coach. I'm ready to do what you've got in store for me. I've taken the assessment. I know what I need to be doing, and and I'm ready to start doing it. Number five is just an affirmation. Hey, I took the assessment. It told me what I already knew. I'm in the place serving where I already know that God's created me to be, and uh, and thanks for this, you know? And so maybe that's you. But, But I cannot, you know... 
this, this isn't perfect. There will be some things about your assessment that you might need some help trying to understand, and there are other resources. So once you take the assessment, we'll have another part of our website that will have information about just definitions, defining what different things mean. You'll get some words that, you know, hey, what does it mean? I came back, and one of the things I got is teacher. What, what, what's that really mean? Or wisdom. What's that really mean? And so we can help you understand your results better. We can help you in the coaching and, and the debrief sessions, obviously, with that. But there will be resources that you'll be able to tap into on our website that will help you with that as well. And so we, we really encourage you and we encourage everyone to tap into and, and do this assessment. Last slide on here just kind of um, shows you what our results are. We've got Rick's and Nathan's and mine, and you can see Rick's is leadership and giving. Those are two of his strongest things that came back. Nathan's were leadership and wisdom, and so those were his, and mine was wisdom and knowledge, and I may need to take it again, all right? And so... (laughs) But just to try to help you see that these... Now, and there's way more information than this. This is just a snapshot of some of the things that come back. And again, with definitions of what these words really mean and what kind of things that might look like for you. And so, again, we believe that this will be... uh, This has the potential to really influence the future here at White Oak. We're going to throw a slide up on the screen. I just want you to hear this. Here at White Oak, we want to be an equipping place. We want to help you discover and accomplish your masterpiece mission. I'll tell you, as I sat down and I took my assessment, it was empowering to be asked questions that kind of led into my heart and my ability. It it was just empowering to be able to see what God was trying to pull out of me. Our prayer is that by helping people discover or be reminded of their created mission, we will be able to take Jesus to the world. Remember that phrase we keep using, that Jesus would fill everything in every way. The only way that Jesus is going to fill the world is if we take him there. Our goal with all of this is to help make Jesus famous. It's all about him. And us tapping into the things that long ago God created us to do. His masterpieces. Figuring out exactly what we were created to be and doing them. And so let's recap just a few things that we learned today. We were all dead, right? We were dead in our sin, dead in our transgressions. We were dead. But God made us alive in Christ. That is good news. That we were dead and we are made alive again. And anything that's dead and comes back, or anything that's on the brink of death and, and has given new life, we should live with a new purpose. And we are reminded that we are God's masterpiece, right? This beautiful thing. And we are created to do our masterpiece mission. Hear this. Two most important days in your life. The day that you were born and the day that you figure out why. Here at White Oak, we want to help you figure out why you were created. We believe that you were created with a purpose. To do good things that God has in store for you to do. And we want to help you 
figure out exactly what that looks like. And so today, as we think about the assessment, as we think about some next steps, I just want to pause and I just want to pray. And my prayer is that the Church of White Oak, here and at Ross, that there will be hundreds of people that decide to take an assessment decide to figure out what their real giftedness is and their passions are and that they could begin to utilize those things to reach the world. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for your son Jesus who makes all this possible. That we were dead and he brought us to life with a purpose, God. That we might be able to take his name into the world. Help us to have the courage and the strength to do what only you've created us to do. To help people see the light and the hope that is found in your son, Jesus. It is in his name that we pray. Amen.